0: It's gonna be good.
1: It's me, Jenny D, from Spill With Me, Jenny D Podcast. It's another episode. I'm so excited. I'm here at the beautiful studio of Tata which is in McMurray, PA. A lot of people don't know what Tata is all about, but you need to go on their website and check it out. It's not only just cosmetic and paramedical tattoos. She also has tattoos for your eyebrows, for your eyeliner, for your lipstick. I mean, there's just so many things to offer here. Andrea, what's the website again? www.tap.com www.tata-toos.com Perfect. So check it out in the bio. And I am so excited. I have Megan here. Megan is owner of Life Force Wellness. We're going to talk about Megan's story and everything like that, but... First, I want to tell you that thank you so much, Megan, for being my spotlight supporter for the month of January. I wanted to concentrate on monthly things, try to do something different. And this month, I feel like January should be about wellness. Absolutely. We're coming off the holidays. Mm -hmm. We're all so tired. You know, it's just the, the wellness is not, a lot of people don't put that number one. Yeah. So let's talk more about you. (laughs) So Megan, um, tell the listeners um, about you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I currently own two businesses. Life Force Wellness is my primary one. And I'm still running Woolerton Wellness. That's my health coaching, nutrition coaching business. But it's been a long
1: journey to get there. I will tell you that. (laughs) Right. I can totally understand. And you have little ones at home. So when did you start? I mean, did you go to school for this? Or how did you all start all this? I
0: know. (laughs) What's actually funny is I have two parents. That are nurses, and I wanted nothing to do with healthcare wellness. I went to school actually for business administration and marketing, okay, and graduated right at the start of that Marcellus shale kind of boom that we had here in Pennsylvania. Yes, so I actually coming out of college worked in the oil and gas field industry, and loved it. It was it was very interesting, right? But it was extremely grueling, and much to your point earlier that wellness was not a priority for me at that time. I oh, yeah. was very driven in my career and it was a male dominated industry and I worked for the oil and gas association doing lobbying in Harrisburg and really getting to know the industry and then I worked for a service provider that provided the homes and kind of concierge service for the guys that live on the drill site. Okay. And when I worked up to manager in that position I had a drill site manager come to me with a very thick Louisiana accent, which I will not try to emulate. <laughs> come on, but he, just trying. <laughs> it was always a Miss Megan, so it was Miss Megan. Megan. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be successful in this career, you need to understand that these drill rigs run twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and it costs like eight point something million dollars a day. Okay. And I expect you to be on call twenty four. Whoa! Wait a minute. Yeah. And that was a lot. I mean, I'm 20 years old, fresh out of college, and to be told like I'm responsible for how many millions of dollars, and that's one drill rig. Right. I was managing about 20 at the time. It's a lot of responsibility. It was, and you know, it was one of those things that we would get calls two, three, four o'clock in the morning, so I wasn't sleeping well. What kind of calls would you get though? Oh, it was everything from my toilet doesn't flush in the house. Oh, okay. These like, were the employees living on site. Yeah, these were the the actual rig hands and the drill site managers and the tool pushers that live on site. I didn't
1: know this all went into this. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like a circus.
0: I mean, there's yeah. a lot. I mean, we had to handle all the water and the septic, the housing, all the cookware for the kitchen. And, you know, as much as they're called roughnecks, a lot of them were not roughing it. Right. We got a lot of requests for <laughs> thousand count thread sheets and oh polydene cookware. Are you kidding me? <laughs> even have that <laughs> so it was it was interesting and it was fun you never knew what was going to come in but you know if they would have a power outage on site or something seriously happened in the house it's like being a you know a, a, owning a rental property like a landlord yeah. yeah and we'd have to go out and handle it the furnace is broken something like that so we would get calls at all hours so that meant like I'm sleeping with almost one ear always perked up mm-hmm. no and that doesn't work rest no and then I was working long hours sixty to a hundred hours a week. I mean in the office, managing field crews and coordinators. and it was just really, really grueling and I'll say that it was a it was a dark time because. You know, I had distanced myself from friends and right. family. Because you're so tired and busy. Exactly. And of course, that puts a strain on a marriage. Right. And at the time, I had already been diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Oh my God. So, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I had just come off of a, a prednisone treatment and I was starting to get my Crohn's under control, but all the stress of this job was just causing it to continue to flare. Oh and, my gosh. you know, being told by doctors, you can't get pregnant until your Crohn's is under control, that puts strain. On a marriage oh, and a relationship, gosh. and so dealing with all that stress, anxiety, depression, some of the loneliness that right. comes with those jobs, I'll be honest. In that, like most people in that industry, I turned to like substances, alcohol. I used right. to just binge every weekend. We joked half in celebration that we made it through another week, right? And also, like half in sorrow, knowing we had
1: to go back to the office. <laughs> I know. Of you my like, day. No. like we survived. They wait. <laughs>
0: Yes. So I had a a situation occur there and I left and I had a one year non compete. Oh wow. They kept me on as a part time consultant and I collected unemployment and my consulting fees. So financially I was okay. Right. And so I decided to take that time to pause and focus on myself. I decided to make my wellness a priority. Now when was this on? That was probably in like twenty thirteen. Oh, really? Okay, that was 2013, okay. Yeah. So that was in 2013 is when I left that that job and at the time I had just gotten into competitive boxing. I
1: I know. That is so
0: cool. I can't wait to talk about
1: that. Yeah. So
0: that trainer really took me under his wing, and I got really focused on that. I also connected with an old high school friend that was a certified personal trainer and health coach, and she started working with me. And after about nine months, I'd lost the weight. I had repaired a lot of my relationships. I really was coming out the other side of all of this. And she goes, okay, your non-compete's about to expire how are you going to handle the process of living this new healthy lifestyle with going back to this grueling, demanding job? Mm. And I basically went like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go back to that.
1: And was that hard to make that decision? It was. Because there, of the money or because of the, yeah. Yeah, because... Stability.
0: There's stability, um, you know, taking it out on your own. It was a totally different industry. But I will say that was also at a time that you started to see a decline in that Marcellus Shale boom. Right. You know, there were some companies that were starting to file bankruptcy. There were massive layoffs. So that was made it easier. But it was still, I mean, it was a major transition. Right. So I got my personal training certification, started working at Oxford Athletic Club. They were Fantastic! That's a really nice club in the North Hills. A lot of Steelers and their wives and penguins all go there. So it was a fun environment. Um, And then I also continued my education, got my health coaching certification, my nutrition coaching certification. But I would say in 2019, I I hit this period where I'm spending all this money and gaining all this knowledge. And I went, but who do I really want to help? Right. And so I took a step back. I worked for an HR consulting company for a short stint. And I realized the people I want to help are the people that were like me. They're those middle managers Burnouts, yes. that are trying to climb the corporate ladder and they're putting their well being and their relationships and everything else on the back burner for pursuit of their career. Yes. And so that's really where my passion is. And so from there, I've gotten my corporate wellness certification, my positive psychology pract- practitioner certification, and I just completed my stress management, sleep, and recovery because that's huge.
1: Oh, that my is gosh, so Megan. That is so many people. And it doesn't matter what kind of job you have that's sleep when you don't have sleep Oh yeah, I mean that takes over a lot. Oh, absolutely. That's how you're run down. You know, you feel like that your body is your hormones, and you feel like, oh my gosh, like what's wrong with me? And that's how you get sick. Yeah, absolutely. You know, your antibodies or whatever it is, you would know all this stuff before <laughs> I would. I will say,
0: like, I was one of those people that had a very kind of tumultuous relationship with sleep because it's like if I could ma- wave a magic wand and get rid of one thing in my life, it would be the need to sleep. Because think yes. about how much you could get done if I had I an extra know. seven, eight, nine hours. And so I really struggled with that. But in what I've learned and working with clients, like sleep can almost fix almost any problem. I mean, because it That is so
1: interesting. Yeah. That's true. I never thought. See, my biggest thing, too, is how do you turn it off? To yeah. go to sleep. That's my biggest thing. Because I'm on the I'm always on, you know, social media, mm-hmm. I'm on my computer, I'm on my phone, I'm always like, and I can't turn that off. Yeah. And
0: that's where like the positive psychology practitioner certification comes in is what are those ruminating thoughts that we're on? What are those thought patterns you have? How do you disrupt that? How do you disconnect? What is your mindset even towards sleep? Because most of us will just go, oh I'm just a bad sleeper and not even put any yes. real effort. And it, it should be a health topic like anything else. Your nutrition, your exercise—it takes thought, it takes planning, it right. takes adjustments and tweaking. If I just throw up my hands and say, "Oh, I'm not a runner and I never try," you know, that I'm never so going to get That is true. There. And I
1: act like I'm that person. I'm like I'm going to try everything new. I'm going—I want to learn so much. And here I am now <laughs> listening to you. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't really do that. I always <laughs> say that I'm a bad sleeper. Yeah. So then I go to my doctor and they prescribe something for me. Mm-hmm. And now taking medication isn't really going to be that you don't want to take that forever no no. So, what do you suggest? So, I work with my clients
0: just on behavior change, you know, winding down. I'm a huge fan of Brendan Burchard, if anyone's ever what heard of it? him. So, Brendan Burchard is like one of the highest paid motivational speakers. He wrote the book High Performance Habits Manifest, uh, Motivation Manifesto. Really uh, great speaker. And he even has a certified high performance coach that I would love to go through someday. Yeah. But um, he developed this idea of three, two, one sleep. And even looking at, he's looked at a lot of the research and the psychology, and the rule there is three hours before you go to bed, you stop eating because you need to be able to digest. Okay,
1: three hours before you, okay, before you go to bed, stop eating. Yep,
0: two hours before you go to bed, stop working. You got to turn off the work. You have to do something fun. And like, then, like, watch TV yeah. or read a book or, okay, so something two fun. hours. Stop. Yeah, if you want to watch that Netflix show or something, this is your chance to do it. Like
1: turn your phone, fa- I never, I say that, turn your phone off. Here I am telling people, but I don't turn my phone off. And that's one hour before sleep, you're oh, supposed to turn the phone off. Okay. So one but it's hour right before next bed. to my bed. So don't sleep with your phone in the bed. Get an old school alarm clock that actually. Oh, really no. <laughs> My biggest thing is I have to wake up my son, so I put my alarm on my phone. Mm-hmm. Well, put it across the room, and I hear those dings when I, because I can't turn the volume down, and I hear the dings of other people like texting me or commenting. I hit this one woman; she respond like it was like quarter to 12, 11.45, and I was like, "What is she doing up?" Like I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" So I felt like I had to respond mm-hmm. because she. She said something that I wrote wasn't, uh, I needed to fix it. So I went to go fix it. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, really? I shouldn't be up yep. <laughs> doing this. Yeah, that, that comes back I to that, put that mindset. first and yeah. Not me.
0: yeah, it comes back to that mindset on where are your boundaries? What are you comfortable with? And a lot of times we do start to immediately catastrophize. Oh, if I don't get back to her right away, X, Y, Z is going to happen. Yes. And it's like really if we take a step back, it's like no, that can wait till tomorrow morning. I, I can yes. take that time to sleep. But it, it is a process. You know, you got to set the right environment for sleep just like if you were going to start an exercise program right yeah. you, know, you got to set up space in your house to do the exercises you got to maybe buy the equipment you got to put time in your calendar for it, you know, and you build up to it. And it's the same thing with sleep or any part of of wellness, but there is a mindset shift that needs to happen there too. And so I I I I love working with, you know, really helping put
1: people in the growth mindset and working with them to take on these new challenges. I think that's great because I feel like there is a process and I never even think about it. And I think a lot of listeners out there probably think, oh, <clears throat> I just go to work, come home, eat my dinner, you know, whatever, whatever, get on social media, watch a TV, and then go to bed. Mm-hmm. So our lives have become so busy, mm-hmm. and our minds are, you know, I feel like it's scattered, like my mind becomes scattered. Yeah. You know, I have to look at my calendar to know each day what I'm doing, and I'm a day by day person, like mm-hmm. I need to know what I'm doing each day. My husband's like, long term. <laughs> What do you suggest as far as like someone who is day-to-day, and then you're always thinking, oh my gosh, if I don't get all this done on my list that I want to get done today, then I feel like the whole day is ruined. Yeah. I usually tell my clients, pick three. There's
0: three things oh, that you okay. can get done. If, if nothing else gets done today, what are the top three priorities that I have to get done before the close of business today? And I work on those three. If okay. those three are done, I can feel like I've had a successful day. Right. I'll have other things on the list that it's like these are my like to do's, but these are my have to do's. And that helps to break it down. I like that. Have to do's and like to do. Yeah. Okay. Like to do. <laughs> and and then some of those like to do's from Monday will become my have to do's on Tuesday, you know, depending on the deadlines. And anyone can prioritize that. But I usually tell people pick three, and they shouldn't all just be business. Maybe it's something personal. Mm-hmm. Like something I have to do today is spend time with my my kid, or I, I have to do this yes. with my family, or I have to make this doctor's appointment, you know, and it right. can be small things, they can be large things, but it does give you that sense of accomplishment, that little hit of it dopamine. It does, it does! Especially when you write it on paper and you can put a physical check
1: mark. Yes. Like, there is science that goes, you actually get a hit of dopamine <laughs> when you put that check mark. It is so true! And we're such list people now, don't you think? Like, yes. I write a list when I go grocery shopping, I have my list, mm-hmm. and I don't, it's on my phone, everything is on oh, yeah. The phone. And I think that we become so electronically like, oh, I gotta have my this and that. And I've never been that type of person. Like I didn't grow up with that. I'm a lot older than you, so I didn't grow up with the phone and all this. And I was more like talk to somebody on the phone or talk mm-hmm. to somebody in person. And for me, trying to do this technology because uh, somebody told me, I, I well, I talk with my hands, but I also when I write, I write the way I talk. Yes. So th- I'm a run-on sentence. <laughs> <laughs> There's no period. I'm just like, bop, bop, bop. I'm the same way. I Oh, yeah! Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but I, I just, I feel like you're right, though. Like, my son is going back to college this week, and he said, Mom, last night, he goes, you know, Sunday, Sunday, no, this will be airing next week. But on a Sunday night, I'm usually like, okay, what do I got to write my list for this stuff? I got to get stuff. I got to unwind. And he's like, Mom, will you go on the hot tub with me? I'm like, I don't have time. And then I was like, oh, I thought to myself, wait a minute. My son, my 20-year-old son, is like, Mom, we got the hot tub. You know, I like to use it. It's, it's late. It, it was like 9 o'clock. It's cold out. I'm like, you know what? That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. So we got our suits on, and we went out there. My husband joined us, and then my younger son. It was fun. Yeah. And I thought, why am I putting that on the back burner when that should be one of the most important things? Yeah. And you did the right thing there. And
0: that's part of, like, the training I do is do a pause. Is it really going to throw a monkey wrench in my whole day if I take 20, 30 minutes to get in the hot tub with my son? You know, And when you really pause and you think about it, you start to see what should be priority. But I think we are just so knee-jerk of, no, I have to get this done. We're just so used to being busy, 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 busy right. that having that pause is so important and just teaching people to take that pause. I mean, we've all heard you should take 10 minutes after every hour to stop and check in with your body. And a many of us that? don't do that? You know, exactly. We don't. We just grind through. We push through. We're hour after hour. But I teach a lot of my clients, especially... Especially in the in corporate wellness, yeah. I'm teaching leaders and employees like this is so important. And it's been shown to improve productivity. Right. That if set a timer for 45 minutes, work for that 45 minutes, and then that last 15 minutes, I teach like a mind-body scan. You're gonna run from your head to your toes. How do I feel? What sensations am I feeling? You know, am I feeling hungry? Do I have a dry mouth? Do I need to get a drink? You know, are my eyes tired from staring at a computer screen? Okay, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna move around take a 15 minute break and then come back and they find that when you come back, you're a lot more fresh. You can stay on task a lot better. You make a lot less more mistakes. So you're more productive if you take those breaks. But so many of us, we just push and push yes. and push. And it's, oh, I only have three hours to get this done. So I'm going to strap myself in for three hours and I'm not going to stop until this is done. Oh my And gosh, we're actually yes. diminishing our productivity by trying to push through. And so teaching people just those basic pauses throughout the day. Wow. Is
1: huge. I love that take a pause people Mm -hmm. well what do you say to people that my husband works from home Mm -hmm. so i think sometimes when you work from home that's even harder yes because you're constantly at your computer but then it's like if you know the doorbell rings the dogs are barking you know the laundry needs done so it's almost then you feel guilty like oh man i i can't leave my desk because if i do the laundry if i do something else it's gonna screw up my whole day yeah I've been working with a lot of employers
0: with their employee wellness, and I'll say the worst thing that came out was those silly team buttons that I have to be, like, on. I don't know if you've seen these. Some employees have to, like, say that they're on or they're away yes, from their who desk. he does that. He does do yeah, that, they, Yeah, they're like, oh, well, I have to hit my button. Yeah, And, uh, you know, that is just, it, it's almost anxiety riddling yes. to, to be on that. Oh, my gosh, yes. And it's actually important for your employees to get up. And there are two types of employees through the pandemic, you know, that we saw. And there were those that got really burned out because they didn't separate work from home. And now it's like, they might be sitting at the dining room table with their family having dinner and an email dings and they go, Oh, well, my laptop's just over here. I'll take care of that. And they never truly unplugged from work. And then you had others that really did find that balance that they would take those 15 minute breaks every hour and they would change a load of laundry. They would start to, they pull out chicken for dinner. They would, you know, get the kids off the bus and have 15 minutes to to hang out with the kids and those people fared far better and I think the employers that really kind of push that take that break Mm -hmm. you know take care of that stuff as long as the work's getting done and they're focused more on productivity and task accomplishments and not hours at the desk They see so much happier employees, and the the employees are thriving so much better than those that are like, oh, I have to be on all the time, and I have to have
1: this, and they're
0: they're the ones that are really burning out and and struggling,
1: right? Because you feel like it's a time, you know, you're putting in your time, (laughs) yeah, exactly on your time slot, and you're going, okay, I got to work from nine. So five mm-hmm. and I, you know, it's so funny you said that because I, I was trying to do New Year's resolutions really stressed me out. And I just said to somebody because I was like, Oh, I, you know, when people were trying to do dry January, you're trying to get fitness in, you're trying to do this, it's so hard. The first week of January, I thought, I've already like haven't done the things that I wanted to do, yeah. So then you put such guilt on yourself, you know, that you're like, oh, forget it now. I can't do it. Yeah. How do you get that mindset, though, Megan, is so hard for us. And I started my business at, like, 50 years old. Mm -hmm. So here I am, and I'm trying to keep up with the technology and the socials and everything like that, that I find myself being like... "Ah." How I, I need somebody to help me yeah. because I can't do this all myself. Yeah. And that,
0: that's a big thing for a lot of really career-driven individuals that's a thing that is hard is to delegate and give that yes. up. Like, you know, do I really want to hand this over because I'm worried it's not going to be done right. And, you know, when it comes to New Year's resolutions, it's also that mentality of all or nothing. Like, I'm either all in. I'm either doing all the things or I'm not doing any of it, you know. Right. I'll eat really, really healthy up until 6 o'clock and then I eat the pizza. And it's like, well, might as well have the bowl of ice cream. I always shut you know, the whole know. day. It's so true! So, it's getting over that. Again, it comes back to our mentality towards mm-hmm. thing. And if if we like I actually it's so funny so I love this company it's called ZOX and they make these little affirmation Z O X Z O X and they make these cute little affirmation bracelets and the one I have on today is progress over perfection and it's just a reminder that today's not going to be perfect but I want it to be better than yesterday if if today is even one percent better than yesterday I've succeeded say that again honey what's it called how do you what's the thing say it's, on there? Uh, this one is progress over perfection
1: progress over perfection
0: yep they have different bracelets. Let's each have a different affirmation. Um, this one is actually a Zox wristband, and it, it's a go for it, and they give you, like, a little thing on imagine what you could do if you just don't quit. So, yes. like, they're nice little affirmations, but that's something I'm trying to drill into my clients is, look, it's about progress. You know, I don't want to see you throw out all the Christmas cookies on January 1st and go, yes. I'm never going to eat another cookie. <laughs> that's not realistic. It's not realistic. <laughs> we know you're going to be, like, baking cookies in 15 days. Right. You know, it, it is taking those little baby steps of, you know, how can I make today just a little bit better than yesterday? And it's a mentality thing, and and we do live in a society where we want instant results and we want, like, instant gratification. You know, whether I'm working with an individual who's trying to lose weight, you know, they're looking at the Ozempics and the drugs on the market for the quick fixes, or I'm working with an employer who's going, healthcare costs are raising for our employees, can you fix all of our people? It takes time. It doesn't matter if it's an individual or a company. This is a journey Right. It, it is a journey. It's going to take time. There is no such thing as a quick fix, an easy miracle yes. pill.
1: I know. You have to put in the work. Oh, I know. <laughs> that is something that is new on the market. And I think, you know, and I, I'm always scared about trying new things because mm-hmm. I'm just like, wait a minute, what's the long-term effect of this, you know? But it is so true. I mean, I know what to do. I know how to be healthy. It's not like rocket science, you know? Yeah. But you have, to, it's nice to be, to have someone who you're accountable to. Yes. Okay. Okay, well Megan told me that I should do, 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 do this and I should have like three main things that I need to get done and then the next day if I don't get uh, the half twos and the one two or you know it's that's the hardest thing. Yeah. We're so, we just feel so guilty. Yeah. And I'd say it's
0: on both sides. So one of the big things I've been pushing lately is there's been some bad research out there that women experience burnout greater than men. And I would argue, being that I came from oil and gas, I work with a lot of construction companies, manufacturing companies. You know, men and women experience burnout differently. And it's affecting everyone right now. Right. You know, we tend to focus in on the women because we tend to be a little more emotional about it. But the nice thing is I do find that the females that I work with, they they do have some kind of support. You know, like I've met you through a nonprofit, a very supportive women, Brave Women Project. Right, we do. We have a community of women that we're friends with that we can go to and talk to. Yeah. But I will say that the men... You know, to be that vulnerable and open up—that's a—that's a a huge thing. That's really, really hard. And so, one of the things I've been advocating, working with a few construction companies over the last couple years, is mental health, especially for men. You know, you know those tough, you know stoic men. You know, even though they want their Pala Dean cookware and their thousand cal (laughs) thread sheets on the drill (laughs) site, you know, there are some areas where they they don't want to show that softness or that vulnerability. Like I'm weak. It doesn't mean you're weak. It just means
1: you're human. Yeah. Right? Like, you have needs and you have, like, if you're not feeling it today, why, you know, why can't you just say, I can't come into work? Yeah. I'm just not feeling good. My mindset.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that, that's huge. I, I do a whole employee workshop
0: um, for leaders and for employees on it's okay to not be okay. Oh, my
1: gosh. That's so funny you said that. Why? Because I, <laughs> I was, my podcast says for everyone about everything, I was going to change it to it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. Because I felt like... People want to say to themselves, like, okay, uh, you know, I can't be, like, I want people to see this image, like, I don't have everything together, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not, I tell people I'm not perfect, there's things that, you know, I go through, but... That's what you want people to know. Yeah. It's it's okay not to be okay. That's so funny you said that. So your workshop is called that. Yeah. I have a workshop called It's Okay to Not Be Okay. And the
0: the part for the leadership is there's still this old school way of thinking of that the leaders can't have a bad day. You know, the CEOs, the CFOs, they're supposed to to walk in. They have to be on. They have to be having a good day. But that sending a message to all the employees of, well, I am having a bad day, and if my boss isn't allowed to have a bad day, I'm not allowed to have a bad day. And that's also feeding into that anxiety, and, you know, we have a a younger generation, I'll speak as an elder millennial, (laughs) um, you know, the millennials and the, the Gen Z we're seeing are not as mentally resilient as older generations and so they really take that mentality of I have to be okay I have to have everything together a lot harder than past generations and so just getting CEOs to be like hey when you pass your employee in the hallway right. and you go, hey, how are you today? Or they ask you, how you doing, boss? You know, say, I'm having a bad day. If I right. get a little snippy today, just understand it's nothing that you did. I'm just having an off day today. Right. I'm like, that little bit of openness and vulnerability, just to say honestly, today's not my best day. I apologize if I come off short or crass right. today, can go
1: a long way with your oh, employees. Yeah. And I, I agree with you because, you know, a lot of times, and why I started this podcast is because I felt like, you know, everybody had a story. Story, but you don't know what somebody's going through. Yeah. They could be going through the same thing that you've gone through. Or they, you know, I, I see people and I, they, I can tell. I can almost tell, not that I'm like, but I'll I'll go to like a store and I can tell. Like I'll say, oh, you know, are you having, are you okay? And I said to this one girl, um, she was in the bathroom and I thought she was crying. And I said to her, I said, do you need someone to talk to? Or are you okay? I mean, by saying that to someone and really meaning it mm-hmm. instead of people going, hey, how are you? They really don't care how you are. They yes. just said that. Mm-hmm. But really, what isn't somebody just say, "You know what? I'm not doing good.
0: Yeah. And you know, more to the point of how the pandemic was and working from home, you know when we were all working from home, we got more of a glimpse of what people were dealing with. You know, now it's it's so common now. I joke, you know, if I do anything over a Zoom call, I'm like, there might be a dinosaur in the background. My five-year-old may come in <laughs> pretending to be T-Rex. You know, that's become kind of normal. The yes. dog's barking, the oh. cat's jumping up on the keyboard, and we're getting more of a personal glimpse of people's lives. And I just don't understand how I now... I love that. A that, personal
1: glimpse. Yeah. We are. You're right.
0: And, and I don't understand how companies can think that we can still keep this separation of this is your work life and then this is your home life. They're so blended and yes. integrated now that I, I just think employers need to be more open to the whole person. Like you know what's going on now; it's in front of you. Every right. Zoom call, you see the kids in the background, the dog barking. Like you see, there's a lot going on here. How do we tune into that? And how do we support our our employees that are in that? You know, before, I think, when we were all coming into the office and we were leaving kind of home at home and work at work, it was easy to put that mask on and pretend and hold it together. But now, I just don't feel like we can ignore it. And it needs
1: to be addressed. A lot of companies, though, don't feel that way, though. They still want you to have that old mentality where, oh, how dare you? You know, the doorbell rings or the dogs are barking. Mm -hmm. And that you have to put it on mute or I remember how stressed out my husband would be like when the kids were younger and he'd be on a call because our house like echoed could we Mm. had we had um we have hardwood floors so you felt like the echoing and I'm like I cannot get these little kids to be quiet yeah like I'm sorry like you know tell (laughs) you know but and back then was even worse yeah you know and they're like somebody has you know sounds in the background well it's kids yeah sorry you know (laughs) I'm not gonna tell my kids they can't talk exactly it's like you have to have that would short where you're like you know what this is what's going to happen like you said if you tell them that it's not going to it's like you said perfection perfect why does it have to be perfect yeah
0: it really doesn't it's it,
1: not perfect no and, and it's
0: you know it comes back again to that just all or nothing mentality that so many of us have and we may not have it in some areas but there are certain areas that we just kind of hyper focus on
1: yes so I love that all or nothing I love that I mean, it's like that, my my biggest thing is that we can't do that in between. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will say, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing what I set out to do. Or, you know, the, the guilt. And like, uh, this is what I stress to people too. It's never too late. Like, it's never too late to do something mm-hmm. new and learn something different. And, you know, in listening to you, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I need Megan in my life. <laughs> I, I'm like, do you do just like single, like employee, uh, I'm only one person? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us a little bit how you help people. Yeah. So I do help the individuals. Okay. So we have a couple
0: different programs. I still do some personal training, health coaching. Uh, we just launched a new program called Recharge 60. Ooh. And that is really focused on those people that I'm constantly feeling drained. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I don't sleep well at Night. Yeah. It's really about building the right mentality so that we can get good quality sleep. We feed our bodies with the foods that are gonna help with repairing and, and decreasing inflammation. Right. And so it's a 60-day recharge program to really I help like boost that, that energy. Uh, a lot of we do a new whole nutrition coaching program that we actually offer a money-back guarantee that if you work with me for a year and you don't get the results you were after, you get all your money back. And wow. it's no supplements, it's not not like some of the other things on the market. I am very holistic. It is not taking pills, there's no shakes to be bought, there's no bars to be bought. It's just true developing healthy habits. How do I eat? And how do I eat in a way that I also enjoy? I joke, I I do some work with age brilliantly that there's no point living to 100 if you can't enjoy it. Like if I'm going to live to 100, I want to eat all 100 birthday cakes, I'm not giving that up. I know. So it's really about developing those healthy habits. Yes. And then the other side of our business is working with corporations. Because I will tell you, when I was a middle manager and I was burning out and I was using those substances and I was just, my world was crumbling from all the overwork, you know, I was not looking for a me. Yeah. It, but if I had a leader in the organization, or if the company had come to me and said, "We offer these educational workshops. We have these resources for you. You know, we're going to run a wellness program," I think it would have really changed my whole outlook there, I think I would have been more productive. I think it would have really helped turn my life around. Oh, definitely. And so I work with companies to help them develop those programs. What's going to work for their people? Right. You know, how do we get them engaged in it? How do we make sure that everyone's being taken care of? You know, what are the resources we really need to to culminate for them? And then we help provide those resources as we can.
1: That's incredible. Mm -hmm. That's so nice. So if they want to get a hold of you, as far as like that recharge 60, that sounds really interesting. How would they get a hold of you? So they can just visit the
0: website, lifeforcewellness.com, and I have a button on there for book a call, and it takes you right into my Calendly page. So pick a time, and whatever's open, I'm available. Oh, my gosh, I love it. Is there anything else you would like to tell the listeners today? No, I think that's it. I, I mean, really, just don't overdo it with the New Year's resolutions. I know we're in January. Let's all take a deep breath. I know, right? We're focusing on progress. Like don't kill yourself if you ate a, a Christmas cookie or had a bowl of ice cream. It's
1: gonna be okay. I know. You know it's so true. We are we're tough on ourselves. and you know, this day and age, it's all about you and take and that's why I wanted to do this Wellness Month, because I felt like it's all about like us, Putting ourselves first. Mm-hmm. You know, and if the company doesn't want to do like what you're doing for corporations, people can do it individually. So that's yes. really nice too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look into it. Look into life force wellness. I mean, I'm just so amazed by Megan. She just really taught me a lot just yeah. in this podcast. And I'm like, she told me to slow down. Yeah, Take a pause. <laughs> Take a pause. You know, I feel like that you have made me feel at ease. And I know that our listeners will need someone like you in our life. Thank you so much, Megan. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you being on Spill With Me, Jenny D. Oh, Thank you. I appreciate being here. Thanks, honey. Mm-hmm. Take care.
0: Come spill.